Well, hello, White Sox fans. How you guys doing tonight? Hope you guys are doing great. You got treated to a, another gem from Michael Kopech today. My name is Ian Eskridge. I am here with my co-host, the Danny Miller. How you doing, Danny? Uh, not too shabby, man. You know, uh, enjoying some uh, some some fairly decent White Sox baseball here lately. Uh, but you know, outside of that, <laughs> as you already know, I've had an event filled event filled past few days, or not actually. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time at home. Uh, so you know, I, apparently I had a minor bowel obstruction. Yeesh. But uh, yeah, you know, nothing that uh, they were overly concerned about at the time. But I did have quite a bit of abdominal pain and uh, you know some constipation and other things. I haven't been quite myself. Still not. So great way to start a stream, though, huh? To talk about uh, <laughs> Danny's bathroom issues, but. Uh, yeah, man, I'm doing a little bit better. I'm still not 100%. Spend some time with the docs. You want to talk about people freaking out, though, man. You go in with the uh, abdominal thing that you think. I thought for the whole time it was pretty much gas and maybe constipation. And turns out eh, it was pretty close to that. But uh, yeah, when you, you walk in and the, you know, they start checking you for aortic dissection. And aortic perforation, you're going, wait a minute. Uh, I thought I was having problems using the toilet or, you know, something else. I wasn't expecting them to immediately go to aortic dissection. (laughs) I wouldn't think so. Freaking me out a little bit there. But apparently, it's just one of those things that they look at when you have these issues. So, yeah, man, got to be a pincushion for a little bit yesterday and uh, have been. you know, just trying to recover here. So hopefully, uh, I know it seems like I'm on the mend, but, uh, you know, enough about my, uh, my bowel movements or lack thereof. (laughs) Uh, how are you, man? I'm doing all right. You know, it's been a really hectic week. Um, lots of baseball, you know, had tournament over the weekend at a game yesterday, I got another tournament coming up this weekend. So, I mean, it's just all over the place, you know, just a lot of running around and, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, it's uh, standard stuff, I guess, but uh, it's not uh, any uh, aortic whatever. uh, Dissections, yeah, right. Dissections. It's it's none of that. So uh, I'm happy about that. Yeah. I would not wish what I've been going through the last three or four days here on my worst enemies. I'll just say that. Can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty terrible. Um, yeah, so uh, it's been a nice, you know, since we last streamed, it's been a it's been a nice little run here. We had uh, two out of three from uh, the Guardians twice, and uh, swept the uh, you know with the uh, Royal Flush, and um, you know. Uh, and you know, it's been a, it's been nice because you've been getting a lot of pitching, and um, a lot of pitching. Yeah, and for the most part, uh, pretty fundamentally sound baseball, which is something that we're not used to. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, like some some strange stuff that, you know, if you had told me at the beginning of the year that Clint Frazier. 
would be would be playing center field for the for the White Sox. Um, I mean, I guess I yeah. couldn't be too shocked because he's a retread, and he's you know failed in several other places, um, you know, which seems to be a uh, fairly common thing for the White Sox. I mean, we had Jake Marisnik up as well. Um, but you know, it's just, it's kind of surprising. Uh, you know, uh, Luis Robert has, uh, uh, a rectus, uh, what is it? Uh, rectus something, some quadricep muscle, you know, from, uh, dipping down weird to grab a baseball. And so he's out. So now you got Clint Frazier coming in and, uh, he's played pretty well. They put him in right field today. Um, and he made a really nice play and, uh, nailed, uh, Jimenez at, uh, second base, you know, he's trying to, you know, do something that, uh, you could have done to the 2022 White Sox, which is take an extra base when somebody's sleeping, you know, and, uh, he nipped that in the bud and threw him out at second base. And it was, it was a nice moment you know where i was like yeah whoa fundamentally sound baseball where they're not letting the other team take extra bases it was it was uh i was pretty happy about it well again here is a player i hate to do this uh but you know i don't want to dump on tony too much anymore he's he's long gone and we have pedro now but uh i just want to say that uh clint had not been tainted by the organization in the last, you know, season or two and uh their ineptitude and and in or lack of motivation at times to uh stop those things from happening. And the fundamentals were not necessarily there and we had a lot of guys who were kind of going through the motions under Tony's tutelage. So Tony's tutelage. Uh you know yeah, you know, I again he's gone. I don't want to I don't want to put too much into it, but it sure seems like, you know, the last couple of seasons, we might not have seen that uh, type of play where guys were getting up ready to gun immediately. You know, there were some lackadaisical throws or missed cutoff men. And, you know, to see fundamentals being used the way they should be uh, is kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And, you know, he, uh, you know, speaking of Clint Frazier, you know, he come up and he's been taking walks. And uh, you got a hit today. Uh, you know, it's just nice to see somebody come up and um, not have to wait for for them to chip in. You know, it's like we, we've gotten so used to uh, guys coming up and not getting anything out of them for, you know, a week or two at, uh, you know, not with everybody. But, I mean, uh, you know, it's been... Uh, We've seen that a lot over the last couple of years. Um, and, I mean, Adam Hazley, he came up and he had a pretty decent game right away as well um, when he came up the first, you know, at first. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a positive development. And, you know, and the thing is, is that you can see it in the White Sox. You can see it in their attitudes. Uh, you can see it in their body language. And, um you know, I mean, we we heard them talking from the get, you know, about uh, you know that they were going to come out and play hard and they were going to do fundamental things and whatever. You heard that from the beginning, but we didn't see it, and uh, right. now you're starting to see it, and it's uh, 
a wonderful positive development that I was not expecting um, after, you know, the first month of the season that we saw, you know, and they're going on a, you know, an, a decent run. And, um, you know, I mean, the, the division, because it's so terrible, hasn't gotten out of reach. Now, I don't know, you know, we had this conversation earlier today that, you know, we could look up in a week and they could be exactly where they started. It's entirely possible. You know, they could fall fall flat back on their face and we could be looking at the same thing over again. But, um, you know, over the last week and a half, it's it's looked like actual baseball. Right. You got to take this these opportunities as a Sox fan to uh, go ahead and enjoy some good baseball because, you know, again, I hate to go down this road, but we've been a little jaded, to, you know, these especially the last two or three seasons because of what we've been sold as being, a, you know, competitive contending type team. But, uh, you know, we haven't seen a long stretch of baseball that like the one we're seeing being played right now. And, you know, there's still the people out there that are going to say, oh, they're bum slaying. And, you know, the Central Division is terrible. I don't really care about any of that right now. All I care is that the White Sox are winning baseball games. They're winning them at a good clip uh, as opposed to how April started out. And, uh, you know, they're just fun to watch right now. So enjoy that moment before it does fall apart. Not saying that it will. But, you know, this team is uh, one of those teams that showed us that they can be bad. Uh, maybe they'll get used to this winning streak type of baseball. They'll get used to uh, feeling confident and feeling like they can go out and and beat anybody any given day, and you know take that momentum and run with it. But you know, right now, I'm just here to watch what they what they're doing, and I'm 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 totally invested in it again. Uh, I don't want to be the guy that's waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know. Yeah, no, and like that was the thing, you know, from the from the very beginning of this season, both you and I were trying to be optimistic about this whole thing, and you know, we're so used to being negative on here because there's been, you know, for a year and a half now, we've been able to point at things specifically that we're like, this is not right, and this is this is not going well. And uh, this is actually, it seems like it's a step in a positive direction for like, the first time in ever. Um, like, I, I just feel like, you know, it's, I mean, since like, uh, I don't know, Memorial Day of 21 or like the all-star break of of, uh, of 21 that we've been That's talking probably about. probably where I would put it, right, Man, right at the all-star geez. break of 21, where everything... The wheels just kind of fell off the rebuild pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to be able to actually talk about baseball and be positive, uh, you know, over an entire week and a half span that, you know, it's not just, you know, oh, we won last night. Great. You know, <laughs> like we've got three right. series in a row. I mean, granted, we're talking about the Guardians and the Royals. So it's entirely possible that they go to Detroit and split or lose three out of four. You know, I mean, it's entirely possible. Um, but, you know, we just hope for, uh, you know, continued positive forward movement here. Um, I know that there's a lot of guys on the Tigers that are struggling, 
and they're not hitting a whole lot of home runs, um, and their pitching's not entirely like it's not really all that good. Uh, and they're in second place in the division, two and a half games behind first. I think when I looked earlier today, I haven't looked uh, since then, but I mean, there's no reason the Sox can't go in there and take three out of four, you know. And if you just continue to win series, I agree. You know, you keep on, you know, you compound all of these one series, you know, eventually you're going to catch up to the division because I don't think that the twins are going to take off. And uh, on that front, uh, it was just announced that uh, Carlos Correa is out with plantar fasciitis and uh, strained muscles Mm -hmm. in his foot. Um, Now, I wonder, you know, if that has something, you know, has... You know, it's a byproduct of his medical report that stopped him from getting signed. The ankle. Yeah. I mean, because you compensate, you know, like your your body, you know, uh, and I know this well because, you know, I've had so many back issues, you know, that you compensate, you know, your body auto automatically compensates for, you know, other injuries that you have and it causes problems elsewhere. And I would 100% not be surprised if this was you know, a byproduct of that ankle. Yeah, uh, very possible. Uh, you would think that uh, something was going to pop up at some time, the way he was denied not one, but two contracts before resigning with, uh, you know, with his, his current team. But it's insane. You know, I don't even want, I don't, I don't even want to throw it out there. I don't want to talk about those guys, but you know, uh, Somebody knew something was there. Obviously, he had uh, he had two pretty big contracts get tossed out the window uh, over medicals, and now we're seeing some uh, foot issues. So, yeah, I'm with you. I wonder if that's if that's what's causing it. Uh, it could be completely unrelated. You know, we don't know, but uh, sure seems kind of funny, doesn't it? How that works yeah. out? Yeah, it seems weird. Uh, and you know, like the the you know. The White Sox have had like a uh, a weak run here for uh, a couple of weeks now of of opponents, and uh, you know obviously that's aided them in getting you know trying to get their head back above water. But the Twins are starting a tough run here. Um, their next uh, couple of series, they've got three against the Blue Jays, um, and then they've got three against the Astros. Who I don't know if you noticed or not, but they just rattled off ten of eleven. Um, before yesterday, I, I think. Um, and then they go uh, to the yeah. they go. <clears throat> what's that? See, I just said yeah. No, sorry, it was clear in my throat there. You use my mute button. <laughs> All good. And then they go to the Guardians, and then they go back to the Rays and the Blue Jays again. So they've got a a tough, you know, two and a half weeks coming up here, and you know, not that the, uh, you know, I mean, the White Sox are you know, going to Detroit and then they play the angels. Um, and I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm just going to look here right quick who they've got after the angels. Uh, then they're back to the tigers and then they got a day off and then they go to Yankees. So that, you know, the, the ending of that, you know, same time period is a, is a little bit difficult, you know, hitting up the Yankees in the Bronx. Um, which you know their their record's not stellar, but they also play in the AL East, which is a fairly difficult division. You know, so um, you know obviously their their record's going to be 
uh, skewed a little bit just to um, adjust for that. But, you know, with the way that the schedule is this year and with everybody playing everybody, um, you know, it's not possibly heavily as skewed. Um, I haven't looked. Ex- I haven't looked at their schedule to see how much of their AL East schedule is done. Uh, that's something that I probably will look at here in the next couple of uh, next couple of days, um, just to try and figure out. You know, uh, I mean, we've seen the Yankees. You know, they hit bombs, and um, their pitching hasn't been exactly great so far this year. Uh, they've gotten some some decent pitching, but you know. They got uh, Carlos Rodon sitting on the IL still, and uh, you know nobody quite knows exactly what's going on with him, which is unfortunate. But uh, it is what that is. Um, yeah. So you know, then we have to, you know, obviously they have to uh, pay attention to what's in front of them, which is the Tigers. So yes, sir. Yeah, um, yes, sir. One step at a time here. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I think they're just finding a new level of confidence. And if they've got to play some bad teams to get that confidence going, it couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, And, you know, you start to enjoy as a player in my past experience, you start to enjoy winning uh, and it becomes contagious. It it really does. People that say "Ah, it's it's neither here nor there. I would have to argue against that because that kind of, feeling of of just knowing you know in your heart of hearts when you go out on the field you can beat any anybody that confidence is going to help them kind of overcome whatever obstacles that they've been or you know anything that's been holding them back they're going to be able to overcome that uh you know health overall is going to be a big factor we've talked about that you know ad nauseum here but like you said the main thing is is they've got to focus on what's in front of them you know and uh, if they can, uh, you know, it's it's funny. We, you and I had this this talk in a chat recently, uh, and our very own Logan Hard was saying that you know, wouldn't it be nice if you, they could go from, you know, so far so many games back, coming off a ten game losing streak, to uh, possibly moving up into second place, you know, in a in in roughly a week's time period little over a week's time period, two weeks time period. Uh, that's something, man. I mean, you know, they had a bad April. May has looked a whole heck of a lot better. And I think, uh, you know, I, I just, I think that this is the kind of thing that they can, they can overcome and continue. And they, they probably, if they continue to pitch the way they've been pitching, I mean, we've seen two outstanding starts back to back from Michael Kopech going, you know, perfect and and no hitter into, you know, the later innings of a game back to back here. Uh, That's pretty fantastic stuff. And, and the rest of the staff has been, you know, on top of their game more than they had been early in the season as well, too. The bullpen seems to be figuring some things out. Mm -hmm. The bats have been, you know, like you said earlier in the stream, it's not necessarily, they're not perfect. You know, we can talk about, you know, Tim Anderson and having his struggles and, you know, some of the other guys that we thought Ben Intendi's has no power that we were kind of hoping for. And, Zero home you know, runs still. A- Andrew Vaughn. Oh, Andrew Vaughn's not, you know, he's not Jose Abreu. Well, we knew that. We knew he wasn't Jose Abreu. You know, but. He's not 30 home run Jose Abreu. He might be, no. you know, last year's, 
Jose Abreu, where he's a, a doubles guy and uh, a lot of, you know, not a lot of RBIs last year, but uh, the year before, you know, a lot of RBIs, lots of doubles. Um, you know, he's he driving in some runs this year. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, he, for sure. If I'm not mistaken, he does lead the team in runs batted in. Uh, I'm not upset with that. Do they, does, do, do all the RBIs have to come in or half his RBIs have to come in, you know, under the notion of a home run? I don't think so. You know, the main thing is the runs are scoring. I don't yep. care if it's if it's thirty doubles that get you you know sixty of those RBIs at the end of the season, as opposed to you know thirty home runs that are going to get you sixty RBIs at the end of the season. Because honestly, if you look at uh, Jose Abreu's numbers over the last not just last year but a few years, a lot of his homers were solo shots. You know, if you t- even if if nobody's third, on base, you can't drive them in. I know it's shocking right. development. It does, yeah. So honestly, I, I don't really care if if we've got anybody in the team that's going to hit thirty five home runs. If we've got four or five guys that are going to hit twenty twenty five, and maybe one guy that hits thirty that's you know doesn't necessarily play first base. You know, a la Luis Robert, or you know, if Aloy comes back and starts hitting monster shots like we know he can do. You know, if one of those guys picks up with 30-plus home runs, what's the difference? What's the difference? I I would just rather see these guys have over 100 WRC pluses. I I would rather, I I would like to see a team full of guys who are better than league average in most offensive categories because we haven't seen that in a long time. You know, we're, we're we can't dump on one or two guys when the rest of the team is producing better than it has been in other positions. So, you know, I don't really care how the runs come. Let's just make sure they continue to come. Yeah. Uh, I just thank Grimtall for the resub. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, I don't remember, uh, let's see, 22 months. Yeesh. Yeah, it's a, that's a shocker. Yeah, almost two years at this point. Crazy. Uh, Grimtall says TA to the twins. <laughs> no, don't think that's going to happen. Uh, ladder enjoyer wants him banned. So there's that. Uh, Romy, the future at shortstop. Uh, I don't know, uh, about shortstop, but it's entirely possible that as we had mentioned in the past numerous times that I was perfectly fine going with Romy or Lenin at second base. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, Elvis gets launched at some point, um, but uh, you know his uh, his bat has been pretty lackluster so far this year. So I would not be surprised. You know if he continues to struggle, you know you see him benched for somebody like Romy, somebody with power, somebody that can still sling the glove around a little bit, has a decent arm. You know I, today, you know with him at second base, you saw some you know saw some movement there. Saw him actually like. Uh, you know, able to play the position. I know that Pedro Grafal the other day was uh, mentioning putting Jake Berger at second base. And, uh, you know, I don't know how, I don't know. That's a rough one. Cause I mean, you know how, you know, second base is not, you know, just a, a position that you can just throw anybody at. It's something that requires footwork. Parts, yeah. I mean, it's, it's cut off responsibilities. There's so much stuff going on there that, I don't know if he can, you know, I, I'm not saying that I don't think that he could handle it, 
mentally, but uh, you know, like when you get in the heat of the moment, is he going to remember to do some of this stuff as it's uh, a new position for him? I don't know. I can't say until we see him out there, but uh, wait, he's still on the team. Are you talking about Elvis? Yeah, Elvis, Ladder Enjoyer says Elvis and Billy about to be on the Phantom IL vibe squad for a while. Yeah, I you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh if if Clint Frazier continues to play like how he's playing, uh just fundamentally sound baseball, taking walks, uh playing good defense, which, you know, that was one thing that the Yankees hated about Clint Frazier was his defense. They did nothing but complain about his defense. The Cubs didn't like his defense either. And I'm kind of wondering if his last, you know, eight months, nine months in Major League Baseball have changed his attitude a little bit that he's more in tune with the idea of working hard and getting better at playing baseball. I mean, you know. I don't know about you, but uh, people kind of dumping on you can be a a, a very good motivator. You know, uh, you can. You, it, there are people out there that end up with that mentality of, "Well, you don't like what I do, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. I'll show you who I really am." You know, I, I I hope that's what's going on with him, because uh, you know, if he can continue to do what he's doing, it's going to be hard to uh, send him back down. Or ship them off. 100%. You know, and it could be one of those things where, you know, like I, you know, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not saying anything here other than what I'm saying, I guess, is what I'm uh, saying. I'm just saying. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so Clint Frazier hit like seven home runs in two weeks in Charlotte. Now, I understand that the uh, park factor in Charlotte is whatever it is. Um, but the thing is, is that the change in his batting stance, and um, the change in his defensive deficiencies. You know, I saw him in Charlotte. I saw him diving for baseballs. Never would I, I never seen him play defense like how he's playing right now. And Oscar Colas was given a shot, and Oscar Colas has the same physical tools that Clint Frazier has, but what he doesn't have is the experience and getting his teeth kicked in from being bounced around a few organizations with all of these tools and with all this stuff. Oscar Oscar Colas still has the attitude of a hotshot, you know? Um, And Clint Frazier, I think at this point, probably has confidence still but doesn't have the attitude that, hey, I'm too good to listen to somebody else. You know, I still see, you know, I'm watching I'm watching in Charlotte, and, you know, Oscar Colas' numbers are still pretty good, which we knew would happen in Charlotte. But the thing is, is that he's beating inferior competition. If you watch Correct. his at-bats, he's still swinging at pitches he shouldn't be swinging at. And that's like one of the main reasons that they sent him down because when you come up to the major leagues and you get a diet of outside sliders, if you can't hold off of those, you're of no use to anybody. You know, especially when, you know, he came up to the Sox and, you know, I saw him play 
defense in the minor leagues, and I saw him play a good outfield when he was in the minor leagues. When he came up here, he was making mistakes, you know, and, um, you know, people seize their opportunities. And is Clint Frazier going to be the guy to do that? Possibly. I don't know, you know, but through the first couple of games, he's looked certainly, you know, definitely serviceable at least, and he hasn't hit a home run. I'd, I'd go beyond that. I'd go beyond serviceable. And again, though, you know, everybody's uh, okay. I, I'm going to back this train up a little bit. The home run thing. Yeah, they're nice, right? And everybody that's ever watched a baseball game will tell you that the team that hits more home runs is usually the team that's going to win. But you can take that usually out. And I can tell you the team that scores the most runs always wins. Hmm. Right? It's that simple. I don't care if they're coming by the home run. If they're coming in groups of singles and doubles and the occasional triple in here, like we saw the other day, uh, you know, I'm all for it, man. I I don't mind station to station baseball. If you don't, it, you know, like the Sox were that team for the last couple of seasons. There was a lot of that station to station baseball, and a lot of guys left on base. Right now. They're actually hitting with guys on with, with men on base. They're not leaving a ton of runners on like they did in April. You know, does that maybe that uh, that that ball falls a different way? You know, in a different stretch of games throughout the season, and that's you know not going to continue to work that way. But right now, they're winning without hitting three, four home runs a game, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, it's, so it's if Clint nice Frazier to have isn't a... going to hit, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, the whole reason I brought that up is you said he has, he's, he looks serviceable and hasn't hit a home run yet. I'm all right with that. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, especially mentioning that he hit seven in two weeks down in Charlotte. I don't, I don't have questions about his power. I've seen him do it in the major leagues. The problem has always been strikeouts. And uh, his average not being where it's supposed to be. And the thing that he's shown in his limited time with the White Sox is that, you know, with the changes he's made to his stance, he's seeing the ball better and he's striking out less. Now, does that mean that he's going to strike out enough that it's going to get him sent away? I don't know, you know. Who knows? I, we'll, we'll see as as time goes on here. But um, you know, Romy Gonzalez, you know, to me, you know, we've we've commented on this before that we always thought he had the talent to be able to stick up at the major league level, and to me, it appears that the confidence is there, and that he's not pressing as hard, he's not swinging at as many bad pitches. Now he still gets, you know, he still gets strikeouts and whatever, but he's been hitting the baseball and he's been putting a charge into it when he's hitting it. And you know, you mentioned that triple. I mean, having a guy that can do that kind of thing, especially from second base, where you know, I mean, for the most part, Andrews has been a black hole in the lineup. You know. Um, if Romy can, you know, put up a 250 average over there, play good defense, but do that 250 with some power like he did in 2021, uh, in his, uh, you know, ascendant year in double A AA and triple A, 
you've got, I mean, you know, you're cooking with grease there, you know? So, well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm looking forward to better days. We've seen some. And, uh, you know, I hope we continue to see a lot more. Indeed. Uh, so tonight, uh, Eloy started his rehab assignment with the Barons. Um, he goes 0 for 3. Um, you know, I mean, he looked like Eloy out there. He actually made a uh, a, a kind of uh, anxiety-inducing play in uh, right field, uh, running towards the wall, and he caught a foul ball, like, right on top of the wall over there. And um, he made the play, and he stayed in the game and came out and uh, grounded out in his next at-bat, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, he's swinging the bat, and uh, it looks like his bat speed's okay. Um, I posted on our Twitter account, at Daily White Sox on Twitter, uh, I posted a... A clip of him swinging and losing his bat, and that thing came. That bat came out of his hands at like a hundred miles an hour. So the bat speed's there. He's it, it, to me. It looks like he's pretty much ready to go. I think he's just doing this uh, rehab assignment as more of a formality and to get back into uh, the habit of playing in baseball games again. Um, he looks, you know, pretty much like regular old Eloy. So I don't expect yeah. him to be there. Well, I that mean, long. anytime you go under the knife, you know it's it's good to get a little a little taste somewhere before you uh, make your way onto the, the major league roster. You know, we saw what happened the year uh, Adam Dunn went and had the same you know procedure had his uh, appendectomy, but uh, you know Adam Dunn was like crying that he wanted to come out and play the day after he had the surgery. And then he was back, like, I think it was five days later. Six days. Six days, yeah. Was it six days? Yeah. Okay. Either way, uh, he was back probably way too soon because, I mean, the rest of the way after that, I think he only hit, like, in the 160s and uh, did not look well, even though everybody wants to bring up the fact that he hit a homer, like, his second or third game back. But, you know, overall, he was not. Yeah, overall, he was not very good. So, you know, a lot of people thought Aloy was going to be out longer than he has been and some people are even questioning the fact that he's uh you know doing a rehab stint already right now uh and i would have to say yeah it's it's been a few weeks you know and he's also much younger than adam dunn was at the time when i won't say much younger but i think he was close to six years younger uh so you know i just think that like you say he's chances are you know he's he's one of these guys he's young he's gonna heal quickly and he's probably pretty close to being ready to come back, you know, right now if he could. If they would let him, I should say. Yeah, if they let him. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read some uh, quotes from Michael Kobeck here. Um, James Fegan put out an article um, with some interesting quotes in it. Um, Michael Kopeck says, We know that we can win this division. Last year we didn't live up to our potential. To say the least, we know the kind of team we are. With the stretch that we're about to finish off, I think we can put ourselves in a good position. And he goes on to say, to have a manager that believes in what we believe in as a team, that believes us, believes in us the way that we believe in ourselves, it goes a long way. That is, uh, that's interesting. Um, when asked, uh, 
how the vibes are in the clubhouse. Andrew Vaughn says different vibes, better vibes. So, I mean, that pretty much says what we were thinking. And it uh, also talks to uh, Pedro Grafal as being um, that player's guy, you know, that uh, Salvador Perez loved in Kansas City. You know, this is the kind of guy that the the players are going to go to battle for, you know. And I know that, you know, we talked about this, that, you know, maybe the results aren't going to show. And, you know, Lance Lynn said the same thing, you know, as much in his interview with uh, A.J. Przinsky that, you know, guys are learning a whole new way of doing things and it's just going to take some time. And uh, it's looking like maybe he wasn't just, you know, making up things that maybe, you know, you are looking at a team that, you know, is, is learning an entire new way of doing things. And it took time for it to, to finally start catching hold. And, you know, you could also say, well, it could also be that, uh, you know, Yohan Mankata's back and he's been hitting, um, and that Tim Anderson's back and they don't have that, uh, that void right there as well. And, uh, you know, all important roster piece, Hunter Alberto is back, you know, um, and the pitching's pitching and the bullpen's not blowing leads. Um, but I think that this kind of all ties into the same thing. And that is confidence in the team and having the idea that they can go out and win games and that they're not always going to be, you know, having their backs against the wall and having to hit a five-run home run every time they go up to bat. I think there's definitely something well, to be said for that. Having said what you what you just kind of ran down there, uh, I want to kind of take you back to a few weeks ago when uh, we criticized Lance Lynn for some of his comments. Uh you know, most I think it was right after the uh, the ten run inning game. Yeah, uh, where he was asked, was it? It was on the uh, the AJ Przinsky's uh, foul territory podcast, yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's the same same thing, he, same podcast. Yeah, yeah. So you uh, you remember what he said there? Remember some of the comments that he made about you know we're learning a new yeah so, yeah same thing. Learn- yeah. learning a new way of playing baseball, you know, yada, yada, yada. And we kind of both agreed like, well, you know, it's not like we're reinventing the wheel here, but yeah. Do you think that uh, these things are maybe some of that is true? That's what I'm saying. I okay. think that that's just, probably, probably what it is, is that, you know, I, I think that it's, it's, it's more not necessarily the, the thought that they're learning a new way to do things, but just the thing that they're learning to play together as you've got a bunch of different pieces on this team now, and it's just taken a little while to put it together. Um, okay. You know, I mean, we I just saw, wanted to, I just wanted to clarify, you know, make sure that that's kind of where exactly what you were. Yeah. I mean, road you were going down there. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, think about the, uh, the nationals, you know, they got uh new manager, got uh, a few new players, and then they went on a run. You know, they started off terribly, and then they went on a run, and they won the World Series. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what the White Sox are going to do, you know, because, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not, like, I'm not getting to that point yet. And it's, you know, it's 
not even June yet. But right. the thing was is that we were like, it's not even June yet, and the season's over. Like we were saying this two like two weeks ago. You know, like last it, it, last time way. last time we talked, um, you know, we were like, Okay, well they look a little better, but uh you know, I'm not gonna bite on winning a, you know, winning two series and then going out and getting smoked, which is what happened. They, right. You know, they got smoked by the Royals. And but um, you know, now on the other side of this where you know, they've strung some, you know, they lost that Royal series, but they've strung some some series wins together here and they haven't gone on like a you know, 10 out of 11 run yet, but they've done a pretty decent job of, you know, winning like 70%, you know, 66% of their games, you know, like two thirds of their games, which in this division, that might be enough to win it if they just, you know, play halfway decent baseball and win most of their series for, for, you know, like the foreseeable future, you know, at least keep them in the talk until the end of the season. And then if they can get hot and go into the playoffs hot, then maybe they've got something. You know, because we've seen that team that that does that kind of thing. You know, where they come in as uh, you know, like the Phillies did. You know, they come in like the 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 Nationals did, where they they had started off terribly. You know, I mean, the Phillies for crying out loud, they fired Joe Girardi and got a new manager and went and world won the World Series. You know, uh, it's not a hundred percent outside the realm of possibilities. And I know it sounds absolutely idiotic to say this that we are in the same breath as those two teams because what they did was, you know, actually, I guess the Phillies went to the, you know, went, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, like I I do, I do. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to (laughs) get, I don't want to get all crazy and say they're going to the world series, you know, like it's, like I said, it's not even June yet. And they're still like what nine games under 500 or what, you know, like, yeah, that's exactly right. I think they're what twenty one and thirty now. So yeah, yeah, nine games under five hundred. But you know that just goes back to our our last time you know on stream where we talked about this this stretch of what was thirteen games uh, in in the division. You know, thirteen straight games in the division, and we were saying you know uh, just winning series probably wasn't going to be enough. You know, if they came out and they went, you know, eight and five, it wasn't going to be enough. Right now, they're, it's, they're looking very capable of maybe coming out of those 13 games that, like, uh, you know, I don't know, a 10 and three clip, which I, I don't want to put any hex on that. You know what I mean? Uh, everything I say seems to be opposite. So I'm just going to go, they, I'm still going to do it. They suck. You suck. I love you guys, but you suck. But, you know, and I'll do that with a little wink. But, uh, you know, They've just been playing fundamental baseball. Yep. And if they continue to do that, I don't see why they can't win 10 out of 13 or 11 out of 13 and, you know, start to make waves in what is known as the weakest division in baseball. Uh, you know, I talked about somebody, I, I, I talked about the trade deadline with somebody recently. And they were saying, oh, you know, oh, the Sox are definitely sellers. I said, well, it's, you know, the middle of May. How can you say definitely? 
Yeah, exactly. Because I guarantee you that if the Sox are within five games by the break, they're not going to have that. Def- there's there's no definite. They're going to have the conversations of both sides. Do we sell? Do we buy? Do we stand pat? But as of right now, there's no definite about them being sellers. You know, were they in a bad spot before this, you know, nice little run they're on? Absolutely. Everybody was ready to write them off. Mm-hmm. You know, but it only takes a run of like the one they're on now and then. You know, if they have a little minor slide, it only takes one or two of those runs to be right in the conversation because of the bad division they play in. Yep. And, you know, you and I and and Logan Hart talked about this in our chat earlier today where, you know, if they can, we've we've seen it a lot in the past, but if they can squeak into the playoffs and and make the playoffs, it's possible that they could go on a run. We've seen many teams do it. You know, we've seen how many wild card teams have we seen go deep into the playoffs, or you know, even go as far as winning a a, a World Series title. We've seen that a few times. You know, in this during this century. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not saying I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're going to win a World Series, but if they win this division, which is still very possible, mm-hmm. they are not so far out of it that they can't climb out of a what is it a five and a half game gap as last i looked i don't know what it is now uh, yeah it's five like and that. a half games out of first uh you know the division is still in hand they, they still have a very good chance of of pulling it out somehow yeah i think the other day so, they they lost and they actually gained a half game they did that's insane. It was was that yesterday? Yeah, it was either before? yesterday or the day before. So I mean, like the the way I look at this is that I at no point this season have I looked at any of the teams in the AL Central and said the White Sox can't beat those guys and they can't beat them for first place in this division. There hasn't been one time that I've said that. Not one of those right. not one of the teams in the AL Central has been even remotely decent this year i mean the twins started off okay but they weren't doing anything you know that would say oh i don't think that the white Sox could catch them and take the division at no point has that happened so that's that's why i'm leaving the door open on this whole thing because you know there's no dominant team in this division i mean one of them could become the dominant team in the division, you know, whoever, you know, I mean, I would hope that it would be the White Sox, but I mean, you know, somebody could grab hold of the division and, and rattle it off, you know, but I don't see why it couldn't be the White Sox. Cause I've seen the other teams in this division and, uh, they don't, they don't scare me. No. And, you know, honestly, I, you know, we'll do this on paper thing again that we, you know, here, thrown them out there a lot, you know, but on paper, well, on paper, the expectations on paper from team to team in this division, I would think the White Sox have higher expectations of the people on their roster than most of the other teams in this division. You know, like you said, there are, there are teams that are better, you know, better record than the Sox right now but don't necessarily have the best pitching around. 
The White Sox, unfortunately, just got off to a slow start this year, but they have a very solid pitching staff, you know, expectationally, if that's even a word. I don't even know if that's a word. I'm just throwing mm-hmm. stuff out there now. But uh, expectations-wise, you know, they should have the best staff in the Central. They should have one of the better staffs in the American League. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, you know, the, I mean, seeing the the, I mean, the, you know, Clevenger's a weak spot, and their rotational depth uh, with Davis Martin going down with TJ, which is something that's happened since the last time we streamed. Um, you know, their their major league depth in the starting rotation is rough. If Jesse Schultons happens to get injured or if Clevenger happens to get, uh, you know, be gone for a while, maybe Jesse Schultons gets exposed, you know, as a, you know, quad A pitcher, triple A. I mean, he's been good. Like he's both of both of the games he's pitched for the White Sox have been good starts, you know. Um, I mean, granted, the last one wasn't a start. It was a uh, a fill in. But uh yeah, see, as Grimtall says, Clevenger has been a weakness, but he's still a major league fifth starter at worst. That's and, and you know, like the thing is, is that Clevenger's capable of going out and throwing seven or eight innings and giving up a run or two. He's completely capable of doing that, you know. But he has to be completely on to be able to do that. And I think that's pretty much what a fifth starter is. You know, he's going to give up, you know, four or five runs in six innings, but. Uh, you know, he'll get you to your bullpen and to your other guys. If you manage to put up some runs on offense, you know, if the bats are are swinging and hitting something, then okay, you know. And Lance Lynn is not going to have a six ERA or actually seven and a half ERA, I think, which is what he had, uh, you know, before his last two starts or whatever. Um, yeah, I, and, you know, and I don't think Cease is going to do what he did for a couple of starts there getting bombed out and he's not striking anybody out. And I think that, you know, he's trying to get back to uh, his, you know, get back into a spot where he feels comfortable again. I think he kind of got out of rhythm a little bit and I think he needs to get back in that. And Kopech makes a, and he, he has looked better his past couple starts too. Yesterday was a, uh, yesterday was, it was a fine start. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, uh, yeah. he's looked better. Yeah, just not a ton of strikeouts, sure. you know, not the normal cease that we're that we're used to seeing. Um you know, at least over the He just the last seems year. to be commanding his pitches a little bit better though. And yeah. that's really kind of where he got off was his command wasn't quite uh you know, where you expect it from Dylan Cease, especially, you know, being, you know, a top three Cy Young vote getter last year and you know, we can talk about that all star snowball we want to last year, but you know, he seemed to be lacking something coming out early in the season this year. What that something was, not really sure. He just his his breaking pitches weren't moving exactly the same. His fastball didn't even look the same. Like there was just something that wasn't right there. And now I'm starting to see some things that remind me of 2022 Dylan Cease in his last couple of starts. And I think he's only a short time away from getting back to that guy again you know you mentioned a few weeks back that uh maybe this whole wbc thing in spring training and and the breakup of 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 players from teams during spring training may have kind of put some of these guys behind and and maybe the Sox have babied 
you know, their starting roster a little bit. And that's looking more and more plausible every day. Not just the starting staff, but, you know, some of these, you know, regular position players as well seem to be kind of finding their footing a little bit better and, you know, finding the strike zone and finding hard hit balls and just finding all the things that you want a winning baseball team to find. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe there was some truth in what we're throwing out there then, but, you know, uh, it just seems just like throwing they're darts, waking man. up a little bit. They just seem to be waking up a little late because they definitely seem like they've woken up lately. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Grimthal mentions that Gio's been awesome. Gio has been. He's been really good. And, uh, you know, Kopech, he makes a mechanical change. And, uh, you know, I looked at all of his uh, at all of his baseball savant metrics, but unfortunately it only goes up until, uh, you know, like I don't have the stats from his from his last uh, from his last start. So I can't particularly say, uh, I don't think that the, um, that the average velocity is up that much because he was at 96.6 average velocity in his, uh, couple of starts before the, the last two dominant ones. So I don't think that the velocity has gone up that much. And from what I can tell, the spin rates aren't any different. Um, the horizontal and vertical movement is not really any different. I think m- more what the the uh, the mechanical adjustment was is him making it more difficult for the hitters to see what's coming. I think that that's that's more what it is, and that they're not getting as good a look at the baseball and seeing where it's coming from as before. That's that's what I'm thinking. Um, I would have to, uh, you know, side by side the uh, the mechanics there, but I think that I think he's hiding the ball a little bit better with his glove. Um, but uh, you know, hey, if he keeps on going out there and uh, you know tossing one hitters, two hitters for uh, hey, well, you do what you got to do, man. Whatever it is, just do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless it's you know steroids or uh, you know. Uh, Vaseline ball, Vagisil balls, or whatever it was that uh, dude was throwing in Major League. Um, um, Ladder Enjoyer also brings up a a fun point. Uh, last week, uh, I think it was yeah, Friday or Saturday last week, maybe, that there was a tweet put out by Kamka that 162 straight games for the White Sox throwing a, starting a right-handed pitcher. And he brings up Nate Fisher, who's been pitching for the Knights. And, you know, the the he's had a couple of games where he looked pretty close to unhittable. He's got some – he's got a really nasty breaking ball. And, uh, you know, like the, the fastball's not, uh, not overpowering or anything um, to a ridiculous point. Uh, but, you know, he's generally pretty decent command and uh, he can – you know, goes five, six innings uh, and limits damage. He's a left-hander. And the fact that we've got a little bit of rotational might need a little bit of, uh, you know, for a double header or something like that, we might need a guy to come up. Um, granted, I mean, I at, at that point, you know, like I think Clevenger will probably be back and Schultons will probably be back with the Knights. But, uh, you know, it's entirely possible at some point that they call him up and, Maybe they break that uh, that left-handed starter streak, um, but we'll see. 
Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, it, it's it's odd. I've talked about this again in the past, but it's odd to see a team that calls itself a contender and not have a lefty on the staff. It's kind of bizarre. It, it just it's strange to me because if you look at, uh, you know, probably the last uh, you could probably go back historically, honestly, uh, throughout the history of baseball, the teams that go deep into the playoffs have at least one left-handed starter and a couple viable left-handed pitchers in the bullpen. Uh, the Sox, you know, they got one or two guys in the bullpen, and and Crochet will be back. He's back soon enough. He's back. Well, I'm you're right. I, he is back. I'm sorry. Hendricks will I, be back. I don't back even know soon. why. So. Hendricks will be back. Crochet being back now. I'm just talking about the lefties, you know, coming out and and doing their thing. Uh but it's it's just strange that, that there's not a left-handed starter anywhere to be found on this team. Yeah, the only you know, guy uh, that. Uh, every, was a left-handed starter that has been around for a little while is Tanner Banks, and now they've got him in long relief in the pen. And I don't know if you saw yesterday, but he pitched two innings yesterday, struck out six guys. So yeah, that's cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, you've you got Bummer and Bummer's pitching. He's looking like he's getting back to being locked in, which is nice, you know. And then Crochet's back, you know. So I mean, we got we got some stuff, and I mean. I mean, good night, Joe Kelly. It's, he's been on a tear. Ridiculous. If this is what healthy Joe Kelly is going to look like for the entire season, man, I'm all in for it, dude. I am so here for it. He has been he's been damn near unhittable. Yeah. I think he's given up one hit in his last nine innings. Well, two now, I think. I think he gave up like a triple or something two days ago yesterday. What day was that? I don't even remember. I think it was yesterday. All right. Well, either way, two Regardless, hits and whatever yes. it is, ten he's innings, amazing. Yeah, he's been and he's he's got like he's got like eleven or twelve strikeouts in that same uh, time frame. It's just it's insane. He's uh, he really is. He he looks almost untouchable too. I can't wait to see that pouty face come out when somebody chirps at him. <laughs> yeah, I like the that uh, that. Uh, What's that? Kyle Tucker at bat uh, versus the Astros, where he did like that triple leg pump. I was dying laughing when he did that. It was hilarious. <laughs> Grimtall says extend him, and you know, like everybody's been uh, ready to, you know, trade him. So, you know, they got a Launch another year of uh, they got a club option with him next year, I believe, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I know. think you're right. Yeah, uh, he says he says the if he more continues people, to do what he's doing, they're going to extend that option, no doubt. Yeah, Letter Enjoyer says he says the more people chirp about him playing with timing, the more he wants to do it, and I'm into it. Yeah, oh yeah, Joe Kelly. I mean, like he had the the uh, the nerve damage in his arm last year, and they signed him anyway. And last year, everybody was, you know, pissed about like the way he pitched in the first half, and I was like. The guy wasn't healthy. I know he said he wanted to get out there and pitch, but like in reality, you know, what's the difference between him throwing his innings in Arizona and rehabbing or pitching on the White Sox? 
you know, like in his in his mind, I'm sure, you know, he'd rather do it in Chicago. Right. So he's like, yeah, I want to pitch right away. And they held him off uh, until like mid-May last year, I think. And then he came back and he wasn't good for like the first two months of the season and everybody was freaking out. But if you look at his numbers, his splits in between uh, first half and second half, his second half, like his whip dropped by like 0.3 in the second half of last season. So clearly he was on an upward arc, you know, to to get back to where he was, but he wasn't there at the beginning of the year last year. So I don't know why anybody was shocked, you know, that he walked a bunch of guys and that, you know, it happens. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Ramos started his uh, rehab in the minors yesterday. And uh, he, I think he went one for five yesterday, and he, I believe he went oh for four today, um, and he had a catcher's interference. Otherwise, he would have been oh for five because that was a he struck out in that at bat, but he hit the uh, catcher's mitt. Um, okay, yeah, but he, on defense, he's looked pretty good. His range is pretty. Looks like he's back to being healthy. Just need to get him some at bats under his under his belt and uh, get back to playing some. Baseball. So yeah, you see, you you bring up catcher's interference, and it just reminded me of something I saw on. I think it was yesterday, maybe even earlier today. I don't. It's, I you know what the brain's going. It's just it the the memory is is shot. But somebody had said uh, something about uh, getting rid of Grandal. Oh, he's Grandal. Grandal stinks. I'm going. Um. What yeah. does he, he? He's he's hitting the ball. He's playing better than he has in a while. I can see people, you know, desiring more defensively out of him because, you know, he does tend to drop a ball here and there. You know, he doesn't always get the best throw off the second base. Although he's been cutting runners down pretty well, so you know, you can complain about the one or two that he doesn't. He's been cutting runners down at a pretty good big good clip this year. But my question, and I, I didn't throw it out there because, you know, I don't want to get in these arguments on social media anymore. I'm tired of that. Yeah, fair but enough. But my question is, is if they get rid of Grandal, who is going to take his place? It better not Sebi? be Sebi because if you look at his, if you looked at his numbers. He's in like 170. 158. Oh, I'm oh I'm, I'm giving him too much credit. Yeah, he's got a 448 oh, OPS. That's yeah. like uh, that's like uh, what's his name, uh, Carlos Perez or whatever, whoever the guy who was hitting like 150, and he was just on the team as a defensive catcher. I'm trying to remember, maybe it was Maldonado with the uh, Astros. I'm trying to remember who the heck it was, but uh, I mean oh. that's like defense, a hundred percent defensive replacement catcher numbers and uh yeah you know he's got two home runs but he's only got seven rbis and he's only got 12 hits in 31 games this year i mean that's not gonna cut it adam hackenberg getting a caller oh yeah adam hackenberg you know like i mean you know i think he's he's hackenberg's got a way to go you know he's uh i think he's just starting to get pseudo comfortable at uh double a and the problem was that last year in high a with the dash 
it's like his bat never got going, you know? Uh, I didn't, I don't remember exactly what the, uh, what the numbers were, but his, uh, his OPS last year with the dash was not very good. And I know that he'd, he'd be the first person to tell you that he wasn't, you know, happy with his numbers last year with the, with the bat. Um, I think right now with the, with the Barons, he's only hitting like 220 or 230 or something like that. So he's a ways off. I mean, we still got Carlos Perez. Um, I would say that I'd rather have Carlos Perez uh, for sure. And then uh, I'd say probably my second choice would probably be Xavier Fernandez from the Barons. Um, that guy's got uh, a big, uh, a, you know, powerful bat. So that would be that'd probably be my, my choices there in order. Obviously, I want uh, Carlos Perez to get first crack at it, though, because you know he's hitting absolutely like three twenty or something in AAA, and I have a I have a feeling that you know you give him some solid at bats up here that he'd be able to put up you know like a two seventy five two eighty, and uh, he's got he's got some pop in his bat he'll as well. Some power, yeah, he'll hit yeah. some home runs. He'll hit some doubles, you know. Yeah, I could I could see that. As a matter of fact, I think we, uh, well, we were hoping for more time out of him when they expanded the rosters last year, last season, and uh, you know, that's neither here nor there now. But it's a very good chance that that happens again this year mm-hmm. when roster expansions happens. You might see a little bit of him uh, in the you know the last month, month and a half of the season. So. Uh, I'm all for it. I would love to see what he can do at the major league level. Uh, he's probably the next man up when time comes. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't think you're going to see some of these, you know, these aging catchers. Yeah, well, that's true. But you know, as uh, as Yasmani Grandal, I don't think they're going to extend him another, you know, four year deal. <laughs> it's definitely not going to be four. Uh, Grimtall brings up <laughs> something that uh, that I do want to uh, bring up that the White Sox released uh, Tyler Osick from the Barons um, who he was. Yes, he was playing first base, but he's also, you know, he's a catcher as well. Um, Yeah. uh, Last year's advanced a level batting champion got released by the White Sox. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I thought that he was injured because he hadn't played for like two weeks. And uh, he just tweeted out that uh, two weeks ago he got let go by the White Sox. So um, now. I wonder why that is. Doesn't that seem a little premature? Was there some dissension somewhere? So my, you know, I I don't, uh, I you know, I didn't ask him. Um, but, uh, you know, I know that he is, uh, he's rather outspoken about his, uh, you know, about his talent and what he feels that he can do. And, um, that might've played a part possibly, but, um, you know, I mean, just in general, the Barons offensively this year have been not, not so good. You know, I mean, they're starting, it's looking like they're starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, Jose Rodriguez has been hitting, um, he hit, uh, it hit like, uh, four home runs or five home runs in the last week. 
Uh, today he went two for four. Um, it looks like he's finally starting to starting to swing it again. You know, I I posted uh, I retweeted something from the Barons where they were saying like the you know the player of the week or whatever for the Barons last week was Jose Rodriguez and he went like five for twenty three or something. And I was like, uh, you know, somebody said that's not good. And I was like. Well, yeah, but the trash yeah. pandas pitching is really good. And if you look at the, you know, you look at the Barons' stats, the offensive stats from last week, he was the best performer. They they hit nothing last week, and in fact, across the entire organization last week, uh, in the minors, the Ballers played against the Mudcats, which is the Brewers' A ball team, which they've got some really good pitching and they got some really good hitting. And then the dash played against um, the uh, advanced a team for the Orioles with Jackson holiday, who almost hit for the cycle two days in a row, missed it by a single one day and then missed it by a Homer the other day. And the day that he missed it by a Homer, he hit two doubles and two triples and went five for six. I mean, like, the the guys, that kid is playing out of his mind. Like, I hate it, but that kid's really, really good. He's really good. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he looks like a little girl, but he can, that kid can flat out hit. Um, I think he missed, uh, I think he swung and missed 10 times in six games. And he saw, like, I think he saw something like 92 pitchers or something like that through six games. Like, that's yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, kids out of his mind. Uh, the Barons played the um, the Trash Pandas, which is the Angels' double A team. Which their double A team, they've got some pretty decent pitching on that team, and they got you know their hitting's meh. But uh, and then the the uh, the Knights played against the um, the Yankees' triple A team which has got Estevan Florial, which he hit, like, I think he hit five home runs in six games against the Knights last week. Uh, they went uh, two and four. They lost the first four and were outscored 45 to 15 in the first four games. Wow. Yeah. It was it was not fun to <sighs> watch last week. It's like, you know, like, if we're sitting here going off of our uh, our Twitter numbers of impressions on videos and stuff, like last week we – it went kind of in the in the tubes Tank. a little bit, yeah. Just because there was there was just not really a whole lot of positive things to to talk about. I mean, there was you know there was some stuff to talk about that was good, but I mean for the most part, last week was ugly, man. You know, it's like uh, the the dash hadn't lost a series all year, and then they went and play and they got smoked last week. One they went one in five. Against the uh, yeah, the Iron I, I did notice that. Yeah, that it was, was ugly. That was kind of an, a little bit of an eye opener, you know, because they were. I mean, they were rolling over pretty much everybody they faced up until that point. So, you know, it happens. It's baseball. You know, how can you not be passionate about this game? <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, it's something that uh, we enjoy putting a lot of time in and a lot of thought into, but. Uh, you know, the entertainment that we get out of it sometimes comes at uh, the cost of losing a few games. You, you know, if they, if if you were watching a team that was going to go 162-0 and and they were going to do that year after year, I know it's never going to But I'm just using it as a, you know, a point. 
Uh, we probably would lose interest in that too. Yeah, probably. It, you know, you you get to a point where you're like, it's almost too good. I don't I don't have to watch. They're going to win today. I already know they're going to win. Yeah, you know, it it gets it gets old. But you know, then again, as Sox fans, <laughs> we want to see somebody. We don't win know something. anything about anything like that. Um, <laughs> Ladder Enjoyer brings up, and this is what I want to. I kind of want to close on tonight. Um, just uh, some. Interesting factoid stuff going on um, across the league. I just want to apologize to the people who are watching us live or our our YouTube followers who are going to watch the stream and video. But you guys see me keep looking down. uh, One of my three dogs, my dementia doggy, is having one. So she's kind of. She's what? Clingy. My dementia doggy. Yeah. What about her? She's she's having a bad day. Ah. Uh, last 24 hours or so, she's uh, clinging to my feet here, mm. and being goofy. So I apologize. It's not, I'm not. It's not that I'm not paying attention or not trying to. It's just she's uh, she's being a little needy at the moment. Yeah, all good, man. Um, so uh, fun things around. Well, not fun things, but uh, just like uh, old friend alert type stuff. Um, Zach Birdie just got sent down again to uh, AAA for the uh, Rays. Um, yeah, the dog is more important than is better than sports, says Grimtall. Uh, also, uh, Adam Engel re- released by the uh, the Dadres. Um, so now he's, I mean, assuming, um, did they outright release him? I didn't see if it was outright released or if they DFA'd him to uh, AAA. That I did not pay attention to. Um, but you know, saying that he's, uh, on the move again, you know, and he was, um, you know, everybody saw him sign with the Padres and saw him playing for the Padres. And they're like, Oh, here we go. You know, he's going to start playing great. Nope. Hamstring injury. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like, just like, like freaking clockwork, man. Guy plays 10 games in the year and he's got a hamstring injury and he's out for 25 games. And then he comes back and then, Uh plays for a couple and then gets DFA'd. It it leaves you yearning for what could have been with that guy because he did have he he, he's honestly uh, special defensively. Mm. You know, obviously anybody that's watched him play knows that. Uh, And when he was healthy, the bat seemed to work too a little bit. Yeah, well, which with which with which swing though? You know, well, I mean, the guy had twenty different swings while he was here. He did. Uh, but I don't think that was a result of him. I, you know, coaching, trying to uh, change him. You know, and not that we haven't seen that from the White Sox before. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you know, it was just it. Like I said, it just leaves me. It leaves me for the want of knowing. I, I just wish it could have been had he stayed healthy throughout his career. I mean, you know, defensively, the guy was. You know, oh, except for when he uh, killed that one game against the Orioles and started the White Sox on a complete downward spiral that uh, ruined uh, mental states of people. So, so I've been told. Um, you know, watching him, uh, you know, being a, the uh, home run robber was was a lot of fun for for quite a while. Until you know, it's just uh, guy couldn't stay healthy. You know, and if a guy can't stay healthy, your best ability is availability, and he. 
struggles with availability, unfortunately. So uh, Letter Enjoyer says yeah. it was an outright release. He has service time to reject a triple A assignment anyway. And my thinking is is that, yeah, he has the service time to be able to refuse it, but I'd ha- if, if I was Adam Engel's agent, I don't know that I would be confident in telling him to refuse that assignment with faith that he's going to find another major league job. Yeah. Do you want to keep playing baseball? Mm. You should probably take that triple A assignment. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, like somebody picks him up around the all-star break or whatever and signs him to a, uh, a free agent deal and uses him as a defensive sub in the ninth inning. And even at that point, you'd still have to be worried that he's not going to fall apart on you down the stretch, you know? Right, right. So um, also uh, what Grimtall has brought up as well, um, which was the fun one I was talking about, um, ex-White Sox Dylan Covey pitched for the Dodgers last week. And I want to say that he went five innings and gave up uh, three or two runs uh, for the Dodgers. And then they designated him for assignment, and the Phillies grabbed him. And six, oh, three innings, three innings, two runs. All right. And then with uh, the, the Phillies picked him up, and he pitched for the Phillies yesterday and uh, pitched a I don't remember exactly how many innings, but it was not a bad amount of runs given up and a significant chunk of the game gone. So it's it's nice to see that that guy is getting some, you know, getting another run in Major League Baseball. I mean, like that that's a guy that I thought was gone forever. And uh, and here he is, showing up in uh, Major League Baseball again, just out of the blue. Like I had no idea he got called up to the uh, to the Dodgers, and uh, then he gets DFA'd, and then he gets picked up by the uh, by the Phillies. Yeah, and twelve pitching ninja clips. Yeah, the guy. I mean, the thing about Dylan Covey, he had really nasty stuff when he was good. The problem was is that. <laughs> The majority of the time he wasn't good and, you know, he would blow up in the first or second inning. You know, that was always the issue with him as, you know, nobody didn't think that the talent was there, or that the ability wasn't there. It's just consistency. And he never seemed to develop that consistency. Um, so uh, last thing here, did you happen to hear about this, uh, this college pitcher from Eastern Carolina? That uh, got sus- got uh, booted out of the game that he wasn't even pitching in. Oh no! I thought you were going to go a different direction with that, but I don't think I had heard this one. Yeah. So apparently, uh, one of his teammates hits a home run, and everybody's going out to home plate to congratulate him after hitting this home run. And he brought a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out and gave it to the guy who just hit the home run. And the umpire said that he was bringing a prop out to home plate, so he kicked him out. And so I think I think he actually got suspended as well. So there's your uh, weird news for the week. 
Uh, Danny, gift and subs. Look at you. Thank you, sir. Oh, to Officer Doofy. There you go. All right. Way to go. Sweet. Um, you, uh, it's been a while since I've gifted, so here we go. Trying to go. throw that out there. Yeah, thanks for joining us on a, on a Wednesday, completely different day than everybody is used to. So thanks for popping in, guys. We we appreciate that because, uh, you know, to be honest, both me and him, you know, like we've both had goofy schedules and Danny had a bunch of medical stuff going on. So, I mean, personally, I wasn't even sure anybody was going to even pop in tonight because it's a completely different different thing. But uh, thanks for coming in and hanging out. Um, yeah, much appreciated. Yeah, we enjoy you guys being in here. We enjoy the chats and everything, and uh, we appreciate your uh, patronage, I guess, your viewership, your time. Sure. We appreciate all that. Um, at Daily White Sox on Twitter, whitesoxdaily.substack.com for uh, written stuff. That's a... That's kind of a joke at this point. Um, we'll get something up. At, we'll get something up at some point. I'm not going to say nothing. Um, oh lord! Yeah, and there's going to be. If I could just find half an hour every now and then that you would dedicate to now. writing, if you had that half an hour. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Um. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we have a right. we have a, a YouTube page uh, that you can search out Daily White Sox. Uh, this stream will Ooh. be up on there. Um, other things end up on there as well, uh, including like uh, offline interviews and stuff like that. Um, there'll be a couple more of those coming up here uh, in the near future. Um, I got a couple of irons in the fire. Um, so there'll be some stuff popping up on there. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll throw it in on one of these streams at some point um where we just uh throw it up in the middle of the stream and uh i don't know maybe i don't know something to think about um also we're probably gonna tune in next week maybe i'll bring in a uh i'll bring in a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah and then you'll get you'll get banned from twitch <laughs> bringing props um uh, let me think here. Uh, yeah, we have a Facebook page as well. You can search for us on Facebook. Um, yeah, but uh, I think we should go back to uh, normalish time next week. Although, you know, Wednesday's a, a, a nice day, nice chill day to, to do everything. But, um, you know, no, uh, we'll work on that. Also, we got um, – we're going to start uh, multi-streaming to different platforms as well. So there will be other places to watch us if uh, – if you're so inclined, um, probably going to be on uh, YouTube's stuff. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do TikTok, too. See what those TikTok kids hey. do. All right. Yeah. No, that's not happening. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. We'll have some interesting stuff to talk about next week because we'll kind of see, like, uh, how this thing's how this thing uh, ends up. You know, uh, we got uh, not ends up, but I guess... You know this uh, this stretch of uh, all ill central opponents will be pseudo over for uh, you know we get the uh, the angels in the middle anyway so there'll be at least a break before uh, we get another ill central opponent so we'll uh, have a little bit better idea of what's going on in the divi- in the division um, unless they go two and two. And then it's just going to be a push, but uh, we'll see what the Twins do because they've got that brutal schedule coming up with the Blue Jays and Astros and Rays. 
they have that uh, same schedule that we had in uh, April. So good luck to them. We'll enjoy watching them get their jaws punched loose, and it'll be fun. <laughs> especially now that they don't have, you know, now that they're not going to have Correa for a couple of weeks. So, no. um, and now that, you know, the Strohs are, uh, you know, putting stro- their Strohs in again. Yeah. So, you know, good luck with that. You know, the White Sox had their struggles. You know, that first series of this season was like, Hey, you know, Hey, maybe we're going to do we, something. Uh, we split with the Astros. Yeah. And, uh, and then both teams were terrible for like, th- you know, at least three weeks, and then they started pulling out of it, and we were still there for another two weeks. But uh, right, a little bit of a funk, but you know, yeah. things are rolling. Yeah, we're getting there. I hope. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for coming and hanging out this week. Um, thanks for hanging in the chat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, watching. Uh, if a Bray wants to wake up against the Twins, I won't be mad at it. Ladder enjoyer, I am one hundred percent with you. Although he does have a home run now, so there is that. One. Yeah. Hey, it's more than Ben and has got. And they paid five the million dollars more for some, that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Twins gonna call up some unranked shortstop prospect and he'll win rookie of the year. I don't like you right now, Grimtal. Um <laughs> I don't think so. Uh I think the guy that they had that could have done I think it was uh Royce Lewis. And he's just perpetually injured. And then they let Brett Wook uh uh they got rid of Brent Rooker and now he's hitting tanks for the A's all over the place. So thanks for letting that one go. That was that was nice of you guys. We appreciate that. Um yeah, so uh we'll catch you guys next week. And um my name is Ian Eskridge for my co-host, the Danny Miller. You guys have a great week and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.